Every single year it happens again and again and again. And again, I you you really really never know. I guess the analysts sometimes will tell you ahead of time, you know, kind of as the story builds. Um, you kind of can see who it's going to be this year, but every year it's someone else. Every year a major athlete in football holds out. Every single year. It's like it's like it's a part of the off season. Who's going to hold out? Are they going to go to PTAs? I mean PTOs or whatever it's called. Are they going to go to the uh you know the the voluntary uh you know workouts? Are they going to be a part of the the OTAs? Is it OTAs? I don't even know what it is. And I consider myself a football fan, but I'm more of a college person. Um but that are you going to come? Are you going to participate? In the workouts that you don't have to come to, but we want you to come to so that we can kind of start a little bit early and make it, you know, to being a championship team or whatever the case may be. Listen, every year someone holds out. I want I want to, you know, for our for our lady listeners and I don't want to sound sexist, but for our listeners who are not great, big fans of football, um. Let, let, let me explain to you what the process of holding out is. An athlete holds out on his team when, <clears throat> when he is either due or almost due for a new contract. Oftentimes, this is a skilled player, someone who is an asset to the team, someone who is a difference maker, and some would even argue in many cases, a game changer. If if you're a player that is good enough to hold out, in many cases, maybe not in all, but in many cases, you are that missing piece that makes your team a legitimate contender for the playoffs in the NFL. You are that missing link. You are that person who takes your team from really, really good to really, really great. If you if you are thinking about holding out, you are, you're good. Sucky players, average players don't hold out. It's the best of the best that hold out. See, because what happens on the football teams, this is what happens. You have a player and they come in oftentimes on a rookie contract. When you come to the NFL from college, no one really knows how your skill set will translate, uh, you know, on the next level. In the NFL, people are bigger, faster, stronger than they were in college. So your first contract, while it is, you know, while you're going from a broke college student to, you know, in many cases, a multimillionaire, um, it's still not it's still not that contract that like really, really sets you like really, really takes care of you for life. Stick with me here. So a new rookie comes and plays on the team and he's young, he's fresh. And depending on the type of position that he plays, when he's due, maybe at that fourth or fifth year, when he's due for a new contract, what the team at that time says is we're not going to evaluate all that you've done, but we're going to evaluate what you could potentially do. And if you've done a lot for our team, it doesn't matter because we're looking at 
what you can do in the long term, what you can do in the future. I don't want the water to get too murky here because I want to tie this in to something that's very, very relevant in our relationships today. But I, but I, but our, but our listeners who don't understand football and the art of the holdout, they've got to understand it because because then it's going to make sense for what we're about to discuss. So what the athlete that comes from college does at the NFL level for this team that he just got signed to is he essentially gives them his best years. And when it's time to it's when it's time for the team to go all out and sign him for a big contract, the team then at that point says we want you to stay on the team, but we don't really think you're worth what you're asking for. Because the athlete at that time has a name for himself, has some recognition, has proven himself on the field. And in many cases, even off the field, he's shown that he has the discipline to be able to, to stay in shape and make good decisions and be a valuable asset to the team. But the team then says, after all that you've done, you aren't worth what you're asking for. And in some cases, when the athlete holds out, the team realizes that if the athlete does not return to work, that the athlete will actually have a negative impact because he's someone who we need on the team. We'll have to incorporate him in the regular season. But if we do not have that extra time in the offseason to build rapport with him, then it's going to go from a good thing to a bad thing. And in other cases, and in some cases, the athlete at that point realizes that there are other teams who are willing to make the financial commitment to this player that his own team would not. And we root for these men. We want them to get paid. I, I'm an athlete guy. I, I believe corporations bounce back. I believe that long after this, uh, Dak Prescott for the Dallas Cowboys is done playing football, the Cowboys will still be a multi-million dollar organization, multi-million dollar company that con- continues to make millions and millions upon millions of dollars. I don't believe... Now, I understand the salary cap. I understand the science uh, 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 of not paying one person too many, too much money because you won't have the, 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 the space to pay other players. I get that. But from the player's perspective, in their mind, they have earned it. Hear me clearly. We root for the athlete that holds out because he has given his best years to the team and the team in return refuses or is reluctant to make a long-term commitment to him when he has placed his life on the line for the team. The team will not turn around and make the commitment to him, but we will frown at our woman when she insists on being married and having that long term commitment. Yeah, we we don't we don't want to make 
the same commitment to our significant others. Watch this. After she has given us the best years of her life and put her life on the line for for us and the family that together we have oftentimes created, we still will not make that commitment. And I am simply humbly submitting to you today, women, that if you are not willing to hold out, you may never ever get the commitment that you feel like you deserve. Yeah, 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 yeah. So let's take a couple steps back. See, because I stated earlier that the best players are the ones that have the leverage to hold out. And 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 I'm not in any way trying to blame you for your man's lack of commitment, but I do have to make sure that we leave no stone unturned. Are you worth the commitment? There is an argument and I... I, I I like to take a case by case because sometimes I believe that they are. And then other times, you know, case by case, in certain scenarios, they may not be. What am I saying? Just because you can have a baby does not mean that you are worth the commitment. People make mistakes and making babies with someone who is not up to par could be a mistake. But I'm talking to those good women. I'm talking about those women who know that they bring more than education and a good paying job. I'm talking about women that provide emotional support. And I'm talking about women who provide just as much stability to our lives as we offer to them. See, because stability comes in many different forms. And if your woman is a good woman, you had better Make that commitment because if you do not watch this, I I love I love um what's what's the young man's name um uh, I can't think of it right now. He played for the Steelers. He was a running back. Not Antonio Brown. Uh, Le- Le'Veon Bell. I love that example of Le'Veon Bell holding out. When Le'Veon held out, he was on the Steelers, and at that time, I believe Antonio Brown was still on the team. A healthy Ben Roethlisberger. Again, if you're not a you know football fan, you may not even know these people. But I, but just trust me, the Steelers were may not have been the best team, but they were they were looked at as a respectable playoff contender, right? Le'Veon decided that he he decided that the team what it was time for the team to make a major commitment to him. They said to him that they weren't willing to do it. They didn't want to pay him the type of money that he felt like he deserved. Good team, Steelers, good team, playoff contenders. Didn't want to pay him what he wanted. And then the Jets came along. And at least for the last 10 to 20 years, the Jets have not even been a real playoff contender. They haven't really even been a team that you would think about winning 
their division, much less the Super Bowl. What am I saying? That, fellas, if you are reluctant to make that commitment to your woman, you're going to look up one day and lose her to a man that isn't even as good as you like to think that you are. Now, I don't know about you. I, I, I don't know about you. But as a competitive man, as someone who does have a, a considerable amount of pride, uh, hopefully I don't allow that, uh, that, that emotion to control or affect my decision making. But I am a proud person. I don't mind losing at all. But the last thing that I as a man want to do is lose to someone who is not better than me. But what you do is you place yourself in a disadvantageous position when you do not make the commitment to the woman who deserves it. You will end up losing her to a man that isn't who you are, but he is willing to make the commitment. Ladies, what is your time frame? How long does this man have? See, because we got this bad habit of talking about our relationships to everyone in great detail instead of the person that we're with. If there's a time frame that you're working with, if he has a deadline, if there's a time frame within your heart or mind that you have constructed for one reason or another, that in your mind, once this time frame has come and gone, you will lose hope or you will start to look uh, in other places or you will begin to lose hope about the tra uh, trajectory of your relationship. That man needs and deserves to know that. That's important information. You've got to learn how to communicate. Uh-oh. Wait a minute. You've got to learn how to communicate. If that man is on the clock, let that man know he's on the clock. Do it, in, do it in a loving and respectful way. But you've got to let that be known. Fellas, you've got to examine not just the next six months of your life, but you need to look at the next six years of your life. This is a woman who deserves it. And I understand that you feel like, you know, it's a number of different reasons that we don't want to make that commitment. We don't feel like we're ready. We don't feel like we're financially ready. We don't feel like we have the job. We don't feel like we can actually take care of the family that we've uh, already created. There's a number of reasons that we, 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 we are reluctant to, to make that commitment. But I'm telling you, I'm telling you from experience, having married the woman that at one point I was reluctant to commit to. Your life is a lot better with her than it will ever be without her when she's the one. When she's the one, your life will slowly unravel without her. And I'm not telling you what I want you to hear. I'm telling you what I've lived. See, these other guys, these other jokers on social media are telling you what they want you to hear. But you don't see their wife. You don't hear about their wife. You don't see their girlfriends. You don't, you don't hear from the women that they're with. They're not, they're not giving you real life accounts of what's happening. Maybe what happened in high school or middle school. I'm telling you that your life is going to fall apart in the, in, in the relationship department. If you do not make this commitment, it's important and it is imperative that you make the commitment. It's never going to be an ideal time. 
But ladies, this only happens if you're willing to hold out. If he won't make that commitment, leave him. Leave him. See, because chances are he will not see your true worth until you're willing to walk away. He will not see your true worth until you're the man has to picture life without you before he's willing to do the work to keep you in his life. He has to physically and emotionally see. See, that's what we don't want to do. See, because we depend uh, emotionally on the relationship just as much as the other person does. So we look at leaving. We look at leaving the relationship uh, temporarily as punishment to ourselves. I, I, I would, I would, I would liken it to, to, to chemo. From what I understand, chemo is a painful experience. It's, it's, it, it's uncomfortable. It makes you feel weak. It makes you feel groggy. You lose your hair. From what I understand, but the process of chemo is killing the cancer. And sometimes you've got to go through painful periods in your relationship to get to the next level. But if this man has to, if this man does, if the man it still has the benefit of enjoying every aspect of having you, he may not ever really, he may not ever really settle down. He might, he might not ever really, really think about making that commitment if he's not forced to. And I'm not going to say that makes him a good man or a bad man. I'm just saying this is the reality that we live in. You know, we, you know, men, men, <laughs> everybody feels differently about their vehicles, but some men will drive the car uh, until it breaks, knowing the whole time what was wrong with it. But he didn't, he didn't take the time to get it fixed until it broke down. This man will ride you to the bone until you stop stop him from taking advantage of you emotionally. You only get the big contractor. You only get what you want. You only get the long-term commitment after you've held out. Are you willing to hold out? If your man won't commit to you, leave him. 